Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we bless your holy name, O God. We worship you, O God. For you are God all by yourself. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. No weapon fashioned or formed against us prospers. Hallelujah. Their plans of God. Hallelujah. They are cut short. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we refuse to let, hallelujah, any segmentation in the world, hallelujah, before the rapture of the church. In Jesus' name, we refuse to let, hallelujah, their plan of any tribe of vaccinated and non vaccinated come to be in this world, in this time where we still reign and rule in this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, all their negative plans, all their plans of wickedness, we cut them short by the power of the Holy Ghost. We set the 
confusion in their midst. We cut them off, hallelujah. We send derision to them, hallelujah. We send confusion to them. For they cannot rule, they cannot reign. While we are still here on earth, for the scripture says, He that let it do less until he be taken away. And that is the church until we be taken away from by the rapture. No None of their plans shall come to birth, shall come to fusion in the name of the Lord Jesus. We continue to render all their plans useless, hallelujah. We continue to render all their agenda of non-effect. We continue to render all their policies useless in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Only the will, the plans and the purposes of the Lord shall be established upon the earth in Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak. Thank you, Sister Joy, for starting up the prayers. Thank you, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity for us to always pray. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. And um, Brother Martins is going to be taking that segment right away. Thank you so much. Over to you, Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Depending on where you're connected from around the world. First, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Debbie, for the wonderful prayer sessions. Praise the Lord. Okay. Today's devotional. The theme of today's devotional. Our team scripture is Luke chapter 4, verse 4. It says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. The verse above is the master's response to one of Satan's temptations, and it gives the most remarkable insights on how to use the word. What Jesus actually said is that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, rema in the Greek of God. He wasn't referring to the logos of God, which is the whole body of truth. The revealed word of God that expresses his thoughts, character, plans, purposes, and personality. What rema on the other hand, is a spoken word, is a spoken and active word from God to a specific person for a specific purpose at a specific time. Wow. I'll take this again. It says, but Rema, on the other hand, is the spoken and active word from God to a specific person 
for a specific purpose at a specific time. Even though something is written in the scripture, you may not be able to live by it if you don't know it or if you don't personalize it. Being addressed to you, we don't personalize it, being addressed to you. What you have in the scripture is the logos of God, the entire body of truth. What you live by every word that by every word of that logos that's addressed to you in the now of your life. Or every word that the Spirit of God ministers to you for you. Take, for instance, there was a, a situation at the time. Maybe um, an issue, a very um, stubborn issue, maybe a health challenge. And you're thinking, what do I do? You pray and you pray and you pray. There are times when you pray to an extent. Words begin to come out of your mouth. Pastor told us about, you know, um, the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 26 to 28. When it says, likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmity as well. But we know not what to pray for as we ought to. For the Spirit himself, make an intercession through our spirits. At this time, when the Spirit is making those intercessions, those when you're praying, when you're groaning with deep sighs, at that point, you find yourself releasing words. That is rema. Those words, you know, um, those words are the words that carry the dynamite of God, that breaks, that pulls down strongholds, that shatters those things that seemingly stands before you. And he is saying, it is that word that is addressed in the now of your life. It is that word that is ministered by the Spirit of God to you, for you, at that particular time. So goes on, he said, this is the reason prophecy is important. Oh, Baron, the soul cover me. When you receive a prophetic word, it blesses you because it is what you need for the moment. For example, you may be in a precarious situation and suddenly you receive a word from the Lord saying, Lo, I'm with you always. That's it. That's it. You know, um, when you when you when you study um, the book of Joshua. After Moses had, laid, had um, appointed or laid hands on Joshua and made him the, the judge of Israel at that time, the Bible says he was going and he went up the cliff. He saw a man who stood before him. And he went to him and said, are you for us or against us? And the man said, as the angel of the presence of God as the Holy Spirit. And what happened? Joshua bowed before him. But he began to tell Joshua. Then he said, no man shall stand before you or the way your life. He said, be strong and very courageous. Those were the suiting words he needed. Those were, that's all he needed. 
at that time of his life, when it seemed overwhelming, like, wow, how do I carry these old people into where God wants me to go? And then this precious Holy Spirit stands before him, the angel of the Lord's presence. And he says to him, no man can stand before you all the days of your life. That was all. Pastor Gordon is saying, now those words are written in the scripture long ago, but it becomes rema when the Spirit of God brings it to you in the now of your life, in whatever situation you are in. As brief as those words are, they are loaded and reaffirm God's commitment to you. He's with you. And for that reason, you have made it. You have it made. For that reason, you have it made. You are energized, strengthened, and inspired to win. Hallelujah. You are energized. You are strengthened and inspired. The most perfect inspiration you can ever have in your life is that inspiration from the word of God. Is that rhema from the word of God that says go. Is that rhema that says it is settled. Is that rhema that says it is finished. Then at this time of your life, at this point, what you desire, what you should desire most is the realm of God. Once you get it, you know you have it settled. Once you have it, once it comes to you as an inspiration, it is settled. Even as we speak now, there's something that God is ministering to me as concerning someone or some people where you are at the point of your life and it seems like you don't know because everyone else seems not to not to understand um, um, what's it called now? the path, the pattern the, 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 the way God has put you, the position he has put you in the words that God has given to you and it seems like Nobody wants to um, be drawn to that level where you are. Everybody seems to be dissociating from where you are. And you're trying to bring them in, and they are not listening. And you are forced to compromise. This is what he's saying, do not compromise. Rather, stand strong. Stand strong in this. I've made you a light, a burning and a shining light. Men are supposed to come and see your light burn. Not you, go to them. And of a short thing, you are a burning and a shining light, and they will come to the brightness of your rising by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this great opportunity. At this time, I'll hand over to Mr. Joy to take the further study and the prayers. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, Brother Martins, for the ministration. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Taking uh, the further study, we're reading from Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given, and is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Praise God. 
Right now, we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your spoken and active word that comes to me through your spirit. As I study and meditate on the divine truth in the scriptures, your word puts me over and above all situations and causes me to excel in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on what part of the world you're connecting from. Thank you for being connected this morning to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Congratulations to every one of us that has been consistent with the daily Bible reading and the daily times of devotion. Today we are going into the book of Luke chapter 12, and we have been reading the message translation. It's been an, a very pictorial and interesting read. Today, the caption says, Can't, we're in Luke 12, 1 to 21. Can't hide behind a religious mask. By the time the crowd, unwieldy and stepping on each other's toes, numbered into thousands. By this time, the crowd, unwieldy and stepping on each other's toes, numbered into thousands. But Jesus' primary concern was his disciples. He said to them, watch yourselves carefully so you don't get contaminated with Pharisees' yeast. Pharisees' phronesis. Pharisees' phoniness. You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you will be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the marks will slip and your true face will be known. You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day is coming when those whispers will be repeated all over town. I'm speaking to you as dear friends. Don't be bluffed into silence or insincerity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you, but then, what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body and soul in his hands. What's the price of two or three pet canaries? Some loose change, right? But God never overlooks a single one and he pays even greater attention to you down to the last detail even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated by all this bully talk. You are worth more than a million canaries. Stand up for me among the people you meet and the son of man will stand up for you before all God's angels. But if you pretend you don't know me, do you think I'll defend you before God's angels? If you badmouth the son of man out of misunderstanding or ignorance, that can be overlooked. 
But if you are knowingly attacking God himself, taking aim at the Holy Spirit, that won't be overlooked. When they drag you into their meeting places or into police courts and before judges, don't worry about defending yourselves, what you will say or how you say it. The right words will be there. The Holy Spirit will give you the right words when the time comes. The caption, the story of the greedy farmer. Someone out of the crowd said, teacher, order my brother to give me a fair share of the family inheritance. He replied, Mister, what makes you think it's any of my business to be a judge or mediator for you? Speaking to the people, he went on, Take care, protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. Then he told them this story. The farm of a certain rich man produced a terrific crop. He talked to himself, what can I do? My barn isn't big enough for this harvest. Then he said, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger barns. Then I'll gather in all my grain and goods and I'll say to myself, self, you have done well. You have got it made and can now retire. Take it easy and have the time of your life. Just then God showed up and said, Fool, tonight you die. And your barn, full of goods, who gets it? That's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. And I repeat, that's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. To go for today, God is our priority, our number one thing, our focus as we do all that we do. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. I hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. God bless you all. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to the Old Testament segment of our Bible reading. This morning, I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed sister Maka for this opportunity. Now we are in Judges chapter 7 and um, chapter 8. So um, I'll read Jerubal Gideon. Jerubal, who is also known as Gideon, got up early the next morning, all his troops right there with him. They set up camp at Harrow. The camp was in the plain, not of them, near the hill of Mur. Said to Gideon, You have too large an army with you. I can't turn Midian over to you. To, I can't turn Midian over to them like this. 
Oh, sorry about that. I think my network went. Can you hear me, please? Yes, we can hear you now. I didn't... Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, my network just disappeared. <laughs> what um what verse was I when I went up, please? You can start from the beginning, please. Please, what verse was Okay. Gideon got up early the next morning. All his strength. The camp of Midian was in the... God said to him, you have too large an army with you. I can't turn Midian over to them like this. They will take all the credits, saying I did it all myself and forget about me. Make it a public announcement. Anyone afraid, anyone who has any qualms at all, may leave Mount Gilead now and go home. 22 companies headed for home. 10 companies were left. God said to Gideon, there are still too many. Take them down to the stream and I'll make a final cut. When I say this one goes with you, he will go. When I say this one doesn't go, he won't go. So Gideon took the troops down to the stream. God said to Gideon, everyone who laps with his tongue, the way a dog laps, sets on one side. And anyone who needs to drink, drinking with his face to the water, set on to the other side. 300 lapped with their tongues from their cupped hands. All the rest knelt to drink. God said to Gideon, I will use the 300 men who lapped at the stream to save you and give Midian into your hands. All the rest may go. After Gideon took all their provisions and trumpets, he sent all the Israelites home. He took up his position with the 300. The camp of Midian stretched out below him in the valley. Verse 9. That night, God told Gideon, Get up and go down to the camp. I've given it to you. If you have any doubts about going down, When you hear saying you'll be pulled in confidence, it's where centuries were spread out on the plain like past counting. Gideon arrived just in time to hear a man tell his friend a dream. He said, I had this dream a loaf of barley, a loaf of barley bread, stumbled into the Midianite camp. It came to the tent and hit it so hard it collapsed. The tent fell. His friend said, this has to be the sword of Gideon, son of Josh, the Israelite. God has turned Midian, the whole camp, over to him. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he dropped to, the, to his knees before God in prayer. Then he went back to the Israelite camp and said, get up and get going. God has just given us the Midianite army. Verse 16, he divided the 300 men into three companies. He gave each man a trumpet and an empty jar with a torch in the jar. He said, watch me and do what I do. When I get to the edge of the camp, 
do exactly what I do. When I and those with me blow the trumpets, you also all around the camp blow your trumpets and shout for God and for Gideon. Verse 19, Gideon and his hundred and his hundred men got up, got to the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after the sentries had been, had been posted. They blew the trumpets at the same time, smashing the jars they carried. All three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands, ready to blow and shouted a sword for God and for Gideon. They were stationed all around the camp, each man at his post. The whole Midianite camp jumped to his feet. They yelled and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, God aimed each Midianite sword against his companion. All over the camp, they ran for their lives to Beth Shita, towards Zerera, to the border of Abel Mehola, near Taba. Israelites rallied from Naphtali and from all over Manasseh. They had Midian on the run. Gideon then sent messengers through all the hill country of Ephraim, urging them, come down against Midian, capture the fords of the Jordan at Beth Barra. So all the men of Ephraim rallied and captured the fords of the Jordan at Beth Barra. They also captured two Midianite owner, uh, commanders, Oreb, also known as Raven, and Zeb, also known as Woe. They killed Oreb at Raven Rock. Zeb they killed at Wolf Winepress. And they pressed the pursuit of Midian. They brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon across the Jordan. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. So I now hand over to Pastor Deborah. Take us through Judges chapter 8. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. Chapter 8. Then the Ephraimites said to Gideon, Why did you leave us out of this, not calling us when you went to fight Midian? They were indignant and let him know. But Gideon replied, What have I done compared to you? Why even the girlings of Ephraim as superior to the vintage of Abiza. God gave you Midian's commander, Oreb and Zeb. What have I done compared with you? When they heard this, they calmed down and cooled off. Gideon and his 300 arrived at the Jordan and crossed over. They were bone tired, but still bone tired, but still pressing the, the pursuit. He asked the men of Sokot, please give me some loaves of bread for my troops. I have for my troops I have with me. They are worn out, and I am hot on the trail of Zeba and Zalmana, the Midianite king. But the leaders in Sokot said, you are on a wild goose chase. Why should we help you on a fool's errand? Gideon said, if you say so, but when God gives me Zeba and Zalmona, I'll give you a trashing. <laughs> Weep your bare flesh with desert taunts and thistles. He went from there to Penel 
and made the same request. The men of Penel, like the men of Sokol, also refused. Gideon told them, when I return safe and sound, I'll demolish the star. Zeba and Zalmona were in Krakow with an army of about 15 companies. All that was left of the all that was left of the fighting force of the Easterners. They had lost 120 companies of soldiers. Gideon went up the caravan trail east of Noba and Jobera, found and attacked the undefended camp. Zeba and Zelmana fled, but he chased and captured the two kings of Median. The whole camp had panicked. Gideon, son of Josh, Joash, turned from the battle by the way of the Harris, of the Harris Pass. He captured a young man from the Sukkot and asked some question. The young man wrote down the names of the officials and leaders of the Sukkot. Seventy-seven men. Then Gideon went to the men of Sukkot and said, Here are the wild geese, Zeba and Zamuna, you said I'll never catch. You wouldn't give so much as a scrap of bread to my worn-out men. You taunted us, saying that we were on a fool's errand. Then he took the 77 leaders of Sukkot and trashed them with desert stones and thistles. And he demolished the tower of Peniel and killed the men of the city. He then addressed Zeba and Zelmona. Tell me about the men you killed at Tabor. They were men much like you, they said, each one like a king's son. Gideon said, they were my brothers, my mother's son. As God lives, if you had let them live, I would let you live. Then he spoke to Je Jetta, his firstborn, get up and kill them. But he couldn't do it, couldn't draw his sword. He was afraid. He was still just a boy. Zepa and Zemnon said, do it yourself if you are man enough. And Gideon did it. He stepped up and killed Zepa and Zelmana. Then he took the crescents that hung on the necks of their camels. The Israelites said, rule over us, you and your son and your grandson. You have saved us from Midian's tyranny. Gideon said, I most certainly will not rule over you, nor will my son. God will reign over you. Then Gideon said, but I do have one request. Give me each of you an earring that you took as plunder. Ishmaelites wore gold earrings and the men all had their pockets full of them. They said, of course, they are yours. They spread out a bracelet and each man threw his plundered earrings on it. The gold earrings that Gideon had asked for weighed about 43 pounds and that didn't include the crescents and pendants, the purple robes worn by the Midianite kings and the ornaments hung around the necks of their camels. Gideon made the gold into a sacred effort and put it on display in his hometown. Offer, all Israel prostituted itself there. Gideon and his family too were seduced by it. Midian's tyranny was broken by the Israelites. Nothing more was heard from them. The land was quiet for 40 years in Gideon's time. Jerusalem's son, 
Job's Baal, son of Josh, went home and lived in his home. Gideon and 70 sons. He fathered them all. He had a lot of wives. His concubine and one, his concubine, the one of Shechem, also bore him a son. His name was Abimelech. Gideon, son of Josh, died at a good old age. He was buried in the tomb of his father, Josh, at Ophrah of the Abiratites, Abimelech. Gideon was hardly cool in the tomb when the people of Israel had gotten off track and were prostituting themselves to Baal. They made Baal of the covenant their God. The people of Israel forgot all about God their God, who had saved them from all their enemies, who had harmed them, who had hemmed them in, and they didn't keep faith with the family of Job, Baal, Gideon, honoring all the good he had done for Israel. Praise the Lord. Wow, this is quite an interesting read. So we see that first of all, David was not the first to have plenty wives and concubines. Gideon had 70 sons. And he, you know, when he went through the towns, the two cities that they refused to help him, they didn't, they never thought, just the same way Gideon never thought that he was going to be able to, you know, um, capture those kings, you know, and win that battle. So the same way the people around him, the, the nations around him did not think so. And they, they called it in their own words, a fool's journey. But Gideon, after hearing all that he had heard and seeing the angel and hearing from God directly of the victory, he stood on that and he went after the kings of the Midianites. Praise the Lord. And he won and he kept to his word. That's one thing that was very striking. He promised those um two kings that refused to help him, those towns that refused to help him, that he was going to come back and destroy them. And he did exactly what he had said. But like the children of Israel, as they were at the time, as Moses called them, stiff neck, immediately Gideon died. They went back to their old ways and started prostituting themselves before Baal. Praise the Lord. Wow. It's amazing. We're going to be learning more and more about the, the judges of Israel. Praise God. Okay, we have um, time to take one or two testimonies. If you have a testimony to share or a thought about the scriptures we've read today, please kindly um, raise your hands so that we could unmute you and you share your thoughts or testimony. Okay, Sister Precious, you can unmute yourself, please. Good morning, um, Pastor Debbie. Thank you so much. Firstly, I want to say a big thank you to this opportunity. And um, also thank you to all the calls for the revelation of God's word they've been bringing to us. Okay, my testimony, I'll be sharing about my testimony, the testimony I had yesterday. 
um, for like four hours or more, I, I've been having this serious backache that to bend was slightly an issue. Even to sleep was an issue because it was very, very bad. I guess because of stress of work, but um, I tried to maybe rest, but the pain was just unbearable. So during after um, yesterday's um, meeting, after yesterday's um, rhapsody and word, it was the communion time. So I, one thing I said was, I know not, not the power of the communion. There is nothing that I have um, done using the communion that, that, that did not work. So I hid my, um, this backache that I was having to the communion. I was like, Father, the moment I take this communion, I don't want to feel any atom of pain again. I don't want to feel any trace of pain. And so was it. The moment, the moment I finished taking the communion, I dressed for the office, or for me to get to the office, Till now, I have not felt anything like pain in my back. What was like an issue for me to do has become very easy. The, the, the pain is, uh, thank you so much. Congratulations, Sister Precious. Congratulations. Wow. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amazing testimony. See the power of the communion that we take every day. You know, Pastor told us clearly that the communion that we take, it is actually the scripture said that this communion that we take, it is the blood and the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the divine life dwells in us. Congratulations, Sister Precious. Okay, who else would like to share their testimony or a thought? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, um, over to you, Brother Martins, for the confession. And the, praise the, the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Debbie. Thank you, everyone. At this time, we are taking our call and affirmation. And I'll be sharing my screen right now. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, we have the affirmation on the screen at this time. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Okay, our affirmation today, we'll start our affirmation by taking our names first. Your name, have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I, your name first, granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our formation at the count of three. Please do not mute your mic right now. One, two, three. My name is my Martin Suchi. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of Christ. Can everybody hear us? I don't think their mics have been muted. Okay, everybody. 
Okay, at this time we'll be taking a communion. Praise the Lord. You can bring us to communion materials. Our text today will be taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. And Paul writing to the Corinthians church says, I've received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, and the Lord Jesus, the same night he was betrayed, he took the bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do remember us of me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. For the body of Christ that was broken for us. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. As we break this bread, this day, we are firm that we have eternal life now. Eternal life is our present, our present second reality. And we live that eternal life. Perfected by God, consummated by God. Predestination is at work in us. And every day of our life, we walk in the predestination of God upon us. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you. Slide and break the bread and eat. Don't take us. Praise the Lord. After the same manner, also he took the cup and he had sought, saying, 
this crop is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, do show the lost death till he comes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the cup of the New Testament in your blood. This cup, the blood of Jesus, that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. This blood that speaks prosperity and justice. This blood that speaks righteousness and peace. This joy that speaks joy of his fullness that will receive grace upon grace. This cup speaks grace and favor. Father, as we take this cup this day, the mark of Christ is seen upon us everywhere we go. It speaks favor for us. It speaks grace upon grace. For every one thing that we have set our hearts to accomplish this day, thank you, Father, for this accomplished in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you for the precious blood. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and take the cup right now. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, this day, this day, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, testimonies abound. Miraculous deliverance, testimonies of promotion by the power of the Holy Spirit, testimonies of Excessive alerts, bonda labashika babaya. Testimonies of financial progress by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord, you said, He that have you asked nothing in my name, ask and receive that your joy will be full. I declare this day as a day of the fullness of joy. The fullness of joy. Yes, joy will overflow by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, there was a fullness of joy. There was a shout of the King this day. Everywhere, everywhere, everyone member of this inspired by the word group, yes, yes, fullness of joy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, 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 glory. At this time, I'll ask everyone to unmute their mic as we take the grace and polish and share the grace and polish. Please do unmute your mic right now. Jesus Christ, the love the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, love and the God. fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide in us now forever. Jesus name, Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. In the house of the Lord forever. Forever. Jesus name, Amen. Laugh in laugh of victory. Laugh because yes, there is fullness of God. Praise God. Thank you so much.